Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Welcome back, everybody. It's your host, Alan. This is an episode of Porch Talk. We were uh, thinking about doing some kind of a guitar lesson, and we shifted gears. I got one quarter of the Man Up podcast here with me. Wes Dunham in the house. How goes it? I'm good, man. I'm good. I've been enjoying it. <clears throat> like I say, we I plan Person. on showing up here today to do some guitar, but uh, man, we done made a major shift. <laughs> yeah, just got to talking. Yeah, I've had a lot going on. A lot of things that I've just I'm not all right with. You know? I know it. You've had a tough week. Yeah, and uh, I'm here for it, man. Like some of these, uh, how you get a diamond? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you got to put some pressure on that. <clears throat> Crap's been bad at work. Crap's bad, like just with uh, some of the extracurricular things that I do. Hey, we gotta we gotta hang in there. Uh, one thing I will say though is uh, I'm undecided on my next move, on whether I will show my ass or not. And we've and we can open up and talk about it a little bit. Yeah. I don't want to name names or anything that keep it kind of vague, but uh. uh my buddy, who was directly affected by that, after I told him what happened, he said, "You're a real one for what you're doing." So, uh, I'm I'm gonna respect that, and I'm gonna I'm gonna run that line. Are your emotions are they like roller coastering right now, or are you like kind of climbing? Or I, I feel like it's kind of kind of roller coaster for real. But like I told you, I feel like I've been mad for eight yeah. days straight. Those are tough situations when it's like that. And that's, I don't know if that's a ginger kind of thing in me. Because, <laughs> like, usually I'm... Are you an impulse? Like, uh, when you get angry, it's just like, bam, I'm finna do it. Mm-hmm. I don't give a shit what nobody else says. Yeah, usually. Yeah. And But now I've just been mad for eight days. I know, man, that's a long time to be mad, dude. <laughs> yeah. And it, it was like, yeah, it's one thing after another. It's like, what else is going to piss me off? Yeah. And the next thing that pisses you off is probably going to be what determines whether you just hit hammer it or back off. Yeah, I was, I was uh, you know, the group chat with a uh, group chat. Gooch. <laughs> I can't speak at all. <laughs> group chat, just friends here in town. You know, we kick it all the time. We have beers together after work, all this and that. And I was telling them a little bit about how I felt about the situation. And I was, uh, for all the people who complained uh, about it, I believe that art is subjective. Right, I agree. And this is a hill I'm willing to die on. And if I am to host an event such as this, if I cannot invite whomever I see fit, there is no sense in me hosting. And just out the gate immediately, like, you know, three or four of them chimed in, and it's like, Cool it. Cool mm-hmm. it. You may be overreacting. I was like, no, I think this is a hill I'm going to die on. Yeah. Like, I, I believe in free speech, and, like, if you don't like something, one, you have the ability to leave. Right, I agree. And then, two, like, it's an artistic form, so hear it out. 
we don't have much more time to think on it. Tomorrow's approaching fast. Yeah. So. Yeah. I guess mm. you. I guess you can sleep on it. And. Yeah. And yeah, I'm. I'm tired of being mad. Like today's helping, dude. Like just being able to kick it like this. Yeah. Talk about guitar. Maybe play a little guitar later. Talk about it now. Of course, man. I've got that thing. Um. Man, my dad bought that thing for me, and I was in sixth grade, maybe fifth grade. Did you I, ask for it? Yeah, I had a good friend of mine um, at the time. He was my one of my best friends growing up, and we just decided, dude. We was like, "How cool would it be to play the guitar?" <laughs> and so we was like, "Let's both ask our parents for guitars for Christmas." Mm-hmm. And um, I didn't think I was going to get it. And long story short, we both got one for Christmas. This was in I think it was ninety five or ninety six. <clears throat> And it's a black on black uh, Fender Squire, um, and so we got that. And I was like, "Man, hell yeah! I'm finna play this. I'm finna be like Kirk Hammett, dude. I'm finna play like Metallica." And uh, and I think I played that thing a little bit here and there. I learned how to play um, the intro to like "Come As You Are" from Nirvana, and a couple other things. But I never learned keys. I never never learned chords. But um, I kept that thing, and I was like, "Well, this is my guitar. I'm gonna One keep day. it." And man, I kept it so long, never played it. And the head got warped, um, the pickups got messed up, and all that. So my dad restored it. Spent probably four times more in restoring worth. it than what it was worth. And so now I've got it. And I'm like, damn, dude, I gotta play that thing. Yeah, I gotta learn how to play it. So that's when I reached out to you, and I was like, man, I need you to just show me something because somebody just showed me something. I'm here for it, dude. I can, so, def- I can definitely uh, help you with that. Like when it comes to um, just the beginning things. Yeah, I'm very good to go with. I've I've taught a lot of people how to play. Of the people who taught it, taking it seriously, mm-hmm. they're better guitar players than I am now. So nice. there's a chance. Yeah, <laughs> I'm interested in it. My son, he's ten now, and he's interested in it too. When my dad, he he called me a while back, and said, "Look, do you want this?" If Evan's interested, Evan's my son, and uh, so I asked him. He said, "Yeah, I'm interested." So I got it back, and I was like, "Man, that's when I was like, I, I kind of need to learn to play this thing. I've had it for, man, going on thirty years." Yeah, I'll get you. I'll get you going on that. I think like the main thing, I was 15 when I picked picked up the guitar and decided I wanted to, and uh, one of my best friends is at a high school talent show, and he played Proudberry by Creedence Clearwater Revival. It blew my hair back, and I went home that night, and I told my grandmother, <laughs> I want to play guitar. Yeah. And so, you know, the following weekend, that Saturday, we were at DC Music here downtown Columbus, uh-huh. uh, picking out a guitar. At that, I mean, the store doesn't exist now. And at that time, um, the guy that was helping me pick out a guitar, he's left or right-handed. I'm left-handed. Okay, this is interesting. You got a choice you can make. You can play right-handed like normal people and all your friends, <laughs> or you can be the guy that has a left-handed guitar and you just take it with you everywhere you go. But wouldn't it be nice if you could just go to your friend's house and be able to play his? I was like, yeah, that yeah. is nice. And he's like, all your dexterity is on your fret hand, your left hand. And he's like, you don't really need that much on the fret hand or mm-hmm. on the strum hand. Hindsight, I don't know, because uh, if you take like a Stevie Ray Vaughan approach, yeah. Are most of guitar players that I respect, like later in my life, it was always a strum hand. Mm-hmm. Everyone's fascinated by what's going on on the fretboard. That ain't where the magic happens. Oh, you got to be able to pick out the the, yeah. the chord. I mean the um, yeah, the string. 
So I, I wonder, uh, I wonder what that would have been like if I went the opposite. But uh, if you did, would you have done it like um, Jimi Hendrix? I had to, and just turn it upside down. You would have to, right? Yeah, that would be the way. Of course, like <laughs> why would you not? It's already been established. Yeah, and then this you is how sport your tie dye shirts, and I'd, and I'd it, wear something around my head like a bandana, like he did all the time. Yeah, I might even put a little piece of acid underneath. Of there course, too. Yeah. of course. <laughs> but yeah, uh, and at that time. Uh, this is 17 years ago now. I think it's so easily and readily available. Like, I don't know how schools are now, but in high school you had the uh, the desk where you came in on the left side and you had a right arm prop, and then your left yeah. hand kind of hangs free. Yeah. You know how much that sucked as a left-hander? Like, you were just free-riding, like your handwriting looks like crap. Yeah, I don't have anything to oh, brace my elbow on. <laughs> Damn, you know, I've never thought about that. Too. Or I'm even like, like the binding on a notebook. You're always writing over you're, the binding. You're damn arms just dangling. Yeah. <laughs> shoulder issues. Everybody's got shoulder issues now. <laughs> yeah. over, over trying to learn. Yeah. Oh, man, I never looked at it that way. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, scissors. There's no such thing as left-handed scissors. If there is now, I'm unaware. Oh, shit. I didn't know there was such thing as right-handed scissors. Scissors only work with one hand, man. I don't know what? how. I don't know how that science works. <laughs> But grab a pair of scissors with your left hand and, like, tell me if you can cut straight. Man, I can't do a damn thing with my left hand. Look, I broke my <laughs> wrist. Not my wrist. I broke my hand at the gym <clears throat> grappling with Joe Savage before his, his fight several oh, years man. back. I had to wear a cast for, like, four weeks, dude. And being right-handed, dude, if you've never had to wipe your ass with the opposite hand, have you ever tried to do that? Mm-hmm. Man, that's a task, dude. It's, so, it, it is not easy. I told you I was in the missions. And so, like, some of the cultures I was studying that I wanted to be on the other side of the world with. So, the left hand is, you would use that hand to wipe your ass. And so... Mm, that's the way it is in the Middle East. Etiquette. Yeah. is you eat with your right hand, you shake and do everything with your right yeah. hand because your yeah. left hand is defiled. Yeah. And so, if you're eating with your left hand, you're, they think it's like, dude, fucking... Yeah. Eat, or if you go to shake with your left hand, it's insulting or yeah. uh, disrespectful, yeah. So it's crazy, like, you think about, like, Western cultures, like, who cares here but really about anything? I mean, I mean, people get offended here over pronouns, but, I mean, like, over right. real shit. Right. You know, it, it's kind of weird, like, when you go into an Eastern thinking culture, it's, it's touch different. Yeah. And, man, until you step foot in a different country, like, you don't realize, like, even in Japan, when you, you go into a lot of public bathrooms and it's just a, you got two little spots to stand and a hole in the ground. Yeah. You're like, man, where's the toilet, dude? <laughs> that, that, that's it, brother. You, you better learn to squat. Hope you have good knees. Yeah, have at it. <laughs> if big, not, you're going like you do in the parking lot after you yeah. leave. When a, big boy like me, I hope you got a wall I can lean on. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's tough, dude. It is tough. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, I remember some of the first trips we would make to Central and South America. After my first trip, I learned this valuable lesson. Is uh, I would up my carry on bag would be like full of like weird things such as wet wipes. Oh, for sure, you got to have them. Yeah, and other other things that are just real nice to have in situations like that. And I remember our first day. This is my second or third time in Guatemala, and like a buddy of mine that I was practically babysitting. Right, he was going through my backpack, and he's like, "We got baby wipes," and I was like, "You'll see." <laughs> just wait, dude. Yeah. We're out in the field working, right? We're out in this remote village to where there is no running water. There's no toilet. And he come over there to me, and he's like, I think I know what them wet wipes are for. 
Can I borrow some? And I was like, I don't know. You was kind of giving me a hard time earlier. Are you sure? How much money you got? Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, you got any cigarettes to trade? Uh, crap. I was like, uh-huh. And I was like, have you thought about where you're going to go? No. I was like, in the cornfield. Are you serious? I was like, yeah, it's fertilizer. Yeah. Why not? Go go shit in the cornfield. Yeah. What about the wet wipes? Biodegradable. Just yeah. drop them. Dig your hole. Yeah, or dig a hole. That's one thing I was thankful about in the Marine Corps, man, learning before I went overseas is you do a lot of field ops. And, um, man, you learn about wet wipes, dude. Mm-hmm. And uh, first time I went over to uh, the Middle East, um, man, I spent 46 days without a shower. 46 days. You live <sighs> off wet wipes, dude. So and I know. Bird baths. People yeah, laugh. It's like, what is a bird? I was like, that's when if you got a sink, you yeah you bathe and when you got you when you got water and and uh and wet wipes when you once you know how to use them you can you get a lot. lot done oh for sure yeah, yeah. absolutely dude yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah it's, it's I, I believe traveling if, it, if one is able that is one of the best thing you can do especially like you hear a whole lot about this uh touch grass thing it's like just touch grass uh what do people mean by that that's it's first world problems. It's like we get so aggravated, like our technology isn't working right, or oh my internet ain't working. It's like yeah. why don't you go outside and just touch some grass? Things ain't really that bad. Like reground yourself type thing. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I've never you know, heard that term before. Yeah. Just you might want to step out and touch some grass for a minute. You know these things that you're making big deals out of mm-hmm. ain't so big in the big time. Yeah. In the in the grand scheme. Yeah, I get that. You know, like um, going back to Middle East, like you know. A lot of the things we give out as humanitarian things were soccer balls. You know, oh, yeah. And they loved all that. Mm-hmm. They weren't asking for, like, footballs and baseballs and bats. and That's not a thing. That's what I'm saying. So I get that. Touch grass, you know. That was the first time I started to appreciate soccer. When I was in high school, I would make fun of people, like, playing soccer. is like, that's such a frou-frou sport. Mm-hmm. Like, why would you want to play that? Mm-hmm. I mean, play football, dummy. Put some pads on. No, you go anywhere else in the world, Yep. nobody cares. It's only soccer. Yep. It's cheap. You can make a, I mean, you take a piece of styrofoam, shape it into a circle, a somewhat circle, and put some mm-hmm. tape around it, and you got a ball. Now, I will say, like, over the past few years, like, I think the NBA and even the NFL, like, you know, the NFL might start their season off, like, playing a football game in the UK. I mean, yeah, in Europe, yeah. And then uh, I know basketball has done a whole lot in the Latino mm-hmm. culture and in Europe. Yeah, in Europe, so, especially because you got Serbians and got the you know, Euro League. Yeah. I mean, think about our NBA champion. Right? That's what. Yeah, we just talked about on uh, the podcast Nicole, the other Nicole day. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, any, I think he's from Serbia. Serbia. Yeah. yeah. It, what's crazy is like he looked like he was so over it. Like post game interviews, for sure. He and was just ready to enjoy it with his family. You know, I think family, and also yeah. he was wanting to get back to his horses. Oh, really? Serbia. Yeah. He likes horses. Yeah. That's dope. Good for you, Bob. Yeah. And you look at his high school pictures, he's just like me. He's got the, the grease tits, you know. It's yeah. like where you're you're the obese kid to where you got bitch tits. Yeah, you hadn't grown into it yeah. yet. I looked at man, I got I guess I got a thousand uh photo books of me looking like that too. Hit birthday parties and whatnot. That's why I relate to that guy so much. Oh, yeah. It's like he's over it. Yeah, I am too, Bub. Yeah. <laughs> you seen his wife? I have oh, he hooked one, Bub. Dime. Man, I hope so. He got Shout the, out to that guy, yeah. dude. Man, he's an NBA champion now. Mm-hmm. You know, I think the first time in Denver Nugget history too. I think so. Yeah, I seen something also that uh, speaking about that was that the past five years is the first time that it's ever been uh, a different team 
in the past five years. I hadn't been repeats, mm-hmm. something like that, which is good. <clears throat> yeah, that the big thing about the NBA and like a lot of gripes is like this. You know, you would take like a LeBron or even like the Golden State Warriors or these people just building these powerhouse teams is like. Okay, we're going to put three or four superstars on one team and see what happens. What do you think is going to happen, Dickweed? Yeah. <laughs> now, granted, like sometimes you take like a Russell Westbrook who doesn't uh, play well with others. Yeah. We've had several of those throughout the NBA, but I like powerhouse teams. But at the same They're time, fun to watch. I feel like that, man, if you're in the NBA, like damn near every team should be a powerhouse team, but maybe it's not. I don't know. I mean, but you got those guys who just stand out above the standouts, mm-hmm. you know, and, and that's like we was talking about the other day on the podcast when we was talking about supreme athleticism. Like you get some guys that are just above and beyond. They're just yeah, almost supernatural, almost freaks. I remember when I was in high school, it was uh, I played uh, baseball until my tenth grade year, and it was the last season that I played for the team. I, I gave up uh, baseball for guitar and partying. Really? Okay. <laughs> I, look, I was almost on that path. Um, I took one year off from football yeah. um, between my ninth and tenth, uh, my tenth, my sophomore year in high school. Mm-hmm. Then I picked football back up. But up until then, um, man, from that's like I was telling Jake and them from knee high, man, I played football, basketball, baseball, and soccer all the way up until middle school. And then I stuck with football, baseball, and basketball, and then narrowed it down to baseball, football, and then finally just football. Mm-hmm. But um, I had one year out of that the whole entire time from knee high. I took off. That was my sophomore year. I wish I'd have picked up guitar then because I hell I had that bastard since nineteen ninety six. I didn't even know, but just smoke pot and hang out and that was it, dude. It was like uh, I got introduced to the party, and it wasn't so much that I wanted to be the guy at the campfire playing those, you know, Hootie and the Blowfish songs. Yeah, it was. I just wanted to play guitar, and on the weekends I wanted to party. <laughs> That's good. Yeah, all the rollers are are banging, dude. That's the first time I had that one. That's a good one. That's a, that's a good IPA. And I remember, like, the following year, tryouts were coming. At, and at South Lamar at the time, like, you had to try out every year to make sure you were going to be mm-hmm. on the team. And I wasn't at tryouts, and all my buddies that I grew up playing ball was like, are you playing or not? Like, coach would let you come out today if you would come out. Are you playing? I'm not playing. Yeah. What happened? Like, the, what about us? It's like, yeah. <laughs> good luck. Yeah. Peace. Yeah. Hope you hope you have above five hundred seasons. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I remember uh, the last season I played, we had, uh, and I'm not going to dodge completely, but JJ. He was a senior that year. He was two, three years above me, and we had the St. Louis Cardinals and the Florida Marlins scouts coming to our practice oh, after man. we would finish practicing. Uh, his dad would pitch to him, and he would hit with a wooden bat. And I'm talking about hitting dingers, dude. Just taking him yard. Mm-hmm. And he would go on a uh, scholarship to play at the University of Alabama. And unfortunately, he was a catcher slash pitcher and mm-hmm. a phenomenal hitter. And uh, Tommy John would catch up with him mm. and completely wrecked him. Dang. But and that was the closest that I had seen to that that level of athleticism yeah. and elitism like you're talking about mm-hmm. it's like well like you saying hitting with the wooden bat um a lot of people don't realize that the amount of athleticism it takes to take one 350 400 feet with a wooden bat i mean you've got to be able to pinpoint accuracy hit that ball nowhere's coming and have the body the the d- dynamics and everything to hit that thing with hip rotation and everything we may have done this question on man up but like 
if you were to like, let's say, running back and you're at the two yard line to get it in, would you be more comfortable with a goal line rush, just hitting a 95 mile per hour fastball, or just trying to uh, get a two point off of a professional NBA player? You talking about if, so if I, on the goal line, am I the one running the ball? Yeah, you're the runner. I take baseball all day. Yeah, of, of all the, of all those 95. things. Yeah. yeah, but that that's because I think I can do it. Yeah, but then when you're in there and you see a 95 mile an hour fastball, <laughs> you're like you're like I'm ready for the dude to pitch the ball, and the catcher's like I've already got it in my glove. Yeah, <laughs> it's like well, how how the hell did he get there? Did Spock put it there? No, dude, he threw that bastard. Speaking of, you pay attention to MLB and like college and all that at all? A little bit here and there. I hadn't paid as new rules. You talking about as far as uh, the the batter's box and the pitcher and all that? I agree with it. I agree with it too. Because and baseball, I saw, I saw, long, I saw a heartbreak. This is, uh, I think, it went all the way down to high school. This might have been collegiate, mm-hmm. even though I know they're in Omaha right now. But this may have been uh, high school. But uh, you know, the batter is outside the box. Mm-hmm. Bases loaded, two outs, full count. Oh yeah, Every, everything you ever dreamed of. And he's outside the box, straightening up his gloves. His timer went off. Timer went off, and he gets called strike three, and it's over. But wasn't the pitcher? You talking about the one where the pitcher wasn't on the mound yet, too, right? Yeah, yeah, and they had to follow the rules. Yeah, that 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 sucks. So it's like that situation. I hate it, but like when it comes to just trying to watch it on TV, I was like, speed it up, no more Garcia Parra. Oh, dude, I don't need you to go through your twelve step ritual every, <laughs> yeah. every time. Or every time somebody steps up to the plate and then they throw the hand up at the ref, pause. Let me get back out. It's like, dude, come on. I know you got all these people on you, but, dude, you're not on TikTok. Get yeah. the damn ball. Mm-hmm. You know? <clears throat> but, I, you know, I, li- I I agree with that. I like I like the um, the uptick in speed of the game yeah. of baseball. I think it helps, man. Uh, I never liked NASCAR until I went. Man, I've never watched a NASCAR. I've never been to a NASCAR. And I've, never, I've never watched one. My dad loves watching it. And, uh, you know, I, I always joke with him and said, you know, that's something I would put on if I wanted to take a nap on a Sunday afternoon. Right. Literally. And the company I was working for down in Mobile was a salvage yard, and we were like the number one eBay seller of used car parts oh, shit. that year. And so eBay put us up at Talladega. And so we had these hot passes to where we got to walk pit lane. We got to meet some of the pit crew and Is drivers. Is this your first time going? Hell Yeah. And I'm on the infield. Like, yeah. I'm not sitting out in the bleachers with everyone else. I'm on the infield in an eBay stand. That's where the magic happens, dude. That's where yeah. it's wild. Yeah, I got to walk on the track. Oh, damn. You don't think, like, I've been to, like, the dirt track races and even, like, the Magnolia, which is that black ice. See, I haven't been to those. But, and I love that shit. I love going to those. Yeah. But... You don't think about the incline of Talladega or these NASCAR tracks until you're trying to do. You get halfway up it. Mm-hmm. I couldn't walk all the way up it. It's that steep. Well, look, that, that goes back to talking it. about the athleticism of guys. Like the guys driving those NASCARs, they can't be no slouch to drive that thing for hours for on end long? with that centrifugal force trying to push them into the wall. You know what I mean? An average Joe couldn't do it. Man, you'd sling right off through that. You're going you'd be two, like on a merry-go-round, and you'd end up in uh, Georgia. You're sitting around. Yeah, no kidding. You're, <laughs> you're around 200 miles an hour with 40-some-odd other drivers and just hairline between one another Man, trying I, to make a move. Isn't that wild? I've never watched a full uh, NASCAR, but I did watch one a while back, um, parts of it while I was at work, and I seen that Michael Jordan had gotten involved in with the team. 
And it wasn't straight like the Sprint Cup. It's like the one right underneath NASCAR. That yeah, but really that to me was in. interesting. I was like, I was like, man, this dude plays golf. He's basketball. He he's got baseball. a clothing line, baseball. And now he's in a NASCAR. But um, I don't, I don't know the drivers. I don't have a like a, a favorite driver, so I've never watched it. But um, man, I, I know some people who are deep into it. Deep. A lot of people that I knew that were deep into it, and now they call it. Uh, I think. I don't remember the correct term at the at the moment, but they they break the the race down in parts now. To where it's not a circuit. I don't remember the correct term, but let's just say it's a three hundred lap race. Mm-hmm. They may break it off into three circuits to where it's a hundred, a hundred, a hundred. And so let's say you were in second place on the first heat. And then the third, or on the second heat, you were in like sixth place, and then the last one you were in first. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe by that average, you actually won the race, even though oh, wow. even though you didn't cross the finish line in first place, but you did lead the most laps, or you you were the most. Yeah. So it's and that turned a lot of people off. That they hated that. I'm sure. Yeah. It's like, no, it's whoever crosses the finish line first. That's what I always thought, too. But I didn't realize until not too long ago that that um, there's teams in it. Mm-hmm. So, like... Talladega Knights had it right, maybe. Shake so and you, bake. That's yeah, a real thing. Exactly, yeah. So, you got buddies who are, like, and they're communicating the whole time. Like, yeah. Like, uh, okay, so I'm fixing to help you do this. And, of course, it probably does a lot of drifting and stuff. Like I said, I didn't grow up under a shade tree, so I don't know about all that. But, um... Well, you've been on the interstate and got behind an and wheeler though, right? Oh, man, have I? <laughs> you can save some gas for that. For sure, dude. Um, man, I had a 2000 um, Mitsubishi Eclipse when I first got in the Marine Corps. And that thing was small enough for me to do that when I traveled back and forth. And I could feel it just pulling me. Mm-hmm. I never understood what it meant until I had that car. And mm-hmm. I could feel. Did you ever just play get- a NASCAR game? Yeah, I played. Yeah, they had that on some of the newer ones, to where you could get that drift, you get the drift, and just and you, could, yeah. you could see the wind line. Yeah, that's literally what happens on the interstate when you get behind the eighteen. When you feel it, yeah, but and dude, when you try to get out of it, you can feel the tension. Man, you're in a dangerous damn spot when you're doing it. Though, mm-hmm. I remember when I was in that eclipse, I'd be so damn close, I'd be like, man, I'm saving a shit ton of gas mileage, but yeah, I need. I should probably be praying right now. Yeah. <laughs> you're, and if you're driving on 82, you're about to get oh, a rock in your damn windshield. For sure. Yeah, that's of course. Anything bad is going to happen to Mississippi. You're going to catch a rock or... I uh, mean, it ain't even no telling. I saw a dude on the way home from work this morning hit a rabbit. It's the first time I've ever seen a live animal get hit by another car on oncoming. That's two things that I've... I don't think I've ever witnessed is a rabbit or a squirrel getting hit. It's the first time you know, I've ever seen that. You know, they call them squirrel... They call people squirrely for a reason. <laughs> it's like you ever see a squirrel hop out on on the road? Yeah. Left, right, left, right, left, right, left, right. Oh Can't. yeah. And then they'll stand up and stare at you for a second, yeah. and, and uh, then they'll start, you know, Michael Jackson dancing, and then all of a sudden he'll moonwalk, and you're like, "Damn, fella, get out of my way!" Shit, get out of the road, dude. Yeah. Wow, wow. I don't. Yeah, but I I've got some friends who um, or I guess coworkers I used to work with that love NASCAR. They were deep into it. You could talk to him about it, and they're like, "My favorite race car driver, so and so." And they're like, ready to fight over the rival, dude. I I'm telling you, so many people that I grew up with hated Jeff Gordon. I, I mean, I don't get it. With a pass, I didn't get it either. And I was like, <laughs> like they would be like, "He's gay." And I was like, "I've literally seen his wife. He is yeah. not." Dude's car may be rainbow colored, but yeah. he's, 
He, he's he also might, balling at 200 yeah, plus mile an hour. He so. might drive that DuPont car. Yeah. But they, they ain't nothing gay about it. Ain't nothing gay about getting a whole shit ton of money neither yeah. from sponsors and, like that. And shout out to Talladega Nights once again. They got it right again. <laughs> yeah. Like that whole dichotomy is like that was the thing back in the night. If you didn't like something, that's gay. Yeah. It's and, for sure. And they yeah. totally threw it back to that. Yeah. I recently watched that movie again for the I haven't watched Step Brothers in a while. I want to go back and rewatch that. I think that would be fun, like with the man up crew. Watching it's like if we did a watch along. Oh yeah. And we could put it behind a paywall and like it was just like on one screen you, you see the movie and then it's just our reacting to it. It's like <laughs> Step Brothers and just comedies like that. Man, there's a couple of them I know that uh like I know Jay could probably quote Step Brothers word for word. I can. And I'm uh, that way with Tropic Thunder. Really? What do you mean, you people? <laughs> oh, so, man. I'm sorry. I, uh, uh, I didn't go at you, babe. You know, it's a real thing. Yep. Woman lost her child. <laughs> Look, now, you know, now you done crossed the line. That's one thing I like about... Um, I live 90% of my life off movie references. I do, too. And like it breaks I think my most dudes it, do. It, it breaks my heart when I when you have the ultimate opportunity to give a movie reference and you quote it and somebody's like They don't get it. Hmm. It's like it, it makes it's you want to grab by the shirt. Yeah, it makes you want to grab by the shirt and twist it like folks used to do back in the day and just shake their damn head yeah. and be like, I, just, like you know, I get that. Homer will bark. Oh, yeah. Exactly. Man. I, movie references, I live by them. Yeah. I yeah, you know, I I would I and I haven't done it, but I want to try it now, but and that was a big part, like Lee Carl coming up and doing comedy with me. Is the, I think I recorded on his podcast Tuesday, and then I had my open mic on Thursday. And he had asked me about the open mic, and he was like, is comedy cool? Is it great? And I was like, hell yeah, dude. I'm hosting. You're invited. Come do it. Crowd will be gracious. Boy, was I wrong. But anyway, it's like I couldn't imagine that. I'm used to being on stage behind a guitar. I got something I can hide behind, so to speak. And on top of that, if I get another friend of mine or two to get on stage with me, we have the opportunity to like have this band experience where not all the pressure's on me, even if I'm fronting it. I couldn't imagine just twiddling a microphone cord, holding it, and trying mm-hmm. to relay comedy to people who may or may not get it. It's like being at the water cooler at work and making that movie reference.
Just to finish my thought on comedy, um, I'm all about free speech and whatever kind of form of art that you're doing, whether a singer, songwriter, a friend of mine recently shared a story to where he was playing a show. Someone came up and requested a cover and he was like, I'm playing my my songs tonight. Oh, he's wanted to just keep it original? Yeah, and, all, yeah. And, and I typically do that too when, if I right. have a set. And she was like, well, me and my friends are leaving since you're playing your shit. Huh. What? Be gone. <laughs> what? Yeah. I mean, bye, it's Felicia. Like, yeah, yeah, no kidding. It's like, my name is on the marquee. Yeah. Like, you... What did what did you come here tonight to see? Yeah. You you saw that I was playing here tonight. Yeah. What did you expect? You was gonna walk up. Could you play some George Strait? Yeah. No. Go go. You know. Go down to the uh, to the Waffle House where they got a jukebox and you can listen to George That's Strait. That's so funny. You know, like I have that app on my phone and I have credits on it. Really. And so sometimes, <laughs> just in random parts of the day. I have no idea who is there, but sometimes you just play it. Sometimes I'll I'll queue up, I'll queue up. That's the, so badass. I'll queue up like it's it's at the bowling alley here and down too. Like they all have the iTouch thing. Yeah. Oh shit! I'm fixing to download that. Yeah, I've got credits on it, and sometimes I'll just queue it up. You just play it anywhere. Yeah. Oh, dude. <laughs> you done started something in me. I'm fixing to do that tonight. I hope I started something with everyone. Man. It's, and. Granted, it's like you just can't do the most provocative stuff. Yeah, you like you can throw them for a loop every now and again. Two thirty in the afternoon, apple bottom jeans. Yeah, sits just right. Nice, (laughs) you know, man. Folks like that though, that like you know, it's um, you know, it's a local artist. You know, he's playing his stuff. It like you say, it's probably written in chalk before you walk in the door. Yeah, man, just respect that. You know, just just come in and listen to live music. You got to request stuff every damn way. They probably got a habit of going to every damn place they go to and wanting to hear the same damn song, you know, this and that. For the life of me, like with an open mic or with anything like that, and I'll get off my soapbox, is if it's an open mic, anything goes. For sure. It's open mic for a reason. 
And like you, you judge and you weigh an open light by the host and like what he draws. Yeah, I'm the same way. Like if you, if it's open mic, if you want to get up there, like we was talking about earlier, and tell poetry, or if you want to do comedy, or man, if you want to get up there and think you can solve the Rubik's cube the fastest, man, do it. I don't care. It's all an algorithm. Have you ever been able to solve a Rubik's cube? No, man, I ain't that smart. Seventeen steps. To solve a Rubik's Cube? I, I Someone wrote it down on a piece of paper, and I saw like a like a short little 15-second video. Like at the top, it had like the algorithm of like all the moves you had to make on a piece of paper. If it's already discombobulated even? like you. It doesn't matter what shape it's in. Damn, if, I need If that. you make those moves at the 17th moment, it will be complete. Huh. I need to find that. And so, like, I, I saw this video of, like, the kid, like, setting the new world record for, like, solving the It was, like, 3.13 seconds. Mm-hmm. That's just how fast your hands can move. That's all it is at that point. Like, it's not any anything with that. And I'm not taking any way, anything away from that person because I could not do it. But it's, it's like, knowing the cheat code or whatever else yeah. or, like, you know the... You know the combo on Mortal Kombat at that point, right? Yeah. To where like you can put someone because on Mortal Kombat, are you talking about from Sega A B A C A B B? Yeah, and you can <laughs> put someone in an endless combo to where they're they're constantly in the air and you're just whooping their yeah. ass. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. It's it's that combo. Yeah. So like it's 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 that you just you know your way around it. There's no like sitting down with a Rubik's cube. And I wonder like, if you can solve one that fast if you if that considers you an athlete. I mean, your hands are moving pretty, pretty damn fast. I would, I think it's under consideration. It takes some athleticism. <laughs> it's under consideration, no doubt about it. <laughs> yeah, done. Yeah. Done, sir. Done. Right down, right down, right down, right yeah. down. Left, left, left. You might done. be considered an athlete, dude, if you can do that. I don't know if you'll get pussy though. Depends. <laughs> <laughs> Probably not. I mean, maybe amongst your crew, it's, but you know, it's cool. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Who it's cool for. I think it's pretty badass. Yeah. <laughs> if you can solve a Rubik's cube. Yeah, the older you get, like yeah. things like that, is just yeah. kind of more badass. Yeah. It's like, man, I just can't wait till I'm old enough just so I can have a boat with bitches on it. Yeah, and solving like, Rubik's. And cubes. then the older you get, it's like Rubik's cube. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> or a boat with bitches and Rubik's cubes. Yeah, dude, you've won then. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, he hit the lottery. <laughs> They're amused by both. <laughs> oh shit, that's good, dude. Mm. Man, tell me a little bit about like just origins of and I. I know my <laughs> I know my side of it, but tell me a little bit about Jake's approach to you when he wanted to start the Man Up Podcast. <clears throat> How did that go down? Oh goodness. Or, um, or before that, like, tell me about like origin stories of you and Jake. How did How did y'all meet? Man. <sighs> Let me see. I met Jake, <clears throat> goodness, a long time ago. My brother and I, I got a younger brother, my youngest brother. Um, we'd always been fans of MMA and mixed martial arts. And um, there's another guy we went to school with um, who was doing it here locally. Mm-hmm. And um, they were just training down here at Oliver's. And um, so me and my brother was like, we're going to check it out. And uh, so we ch- checked it out, started you know training a little bit here and there. This was back in 2000 and. 2007 2008 maybe and um i hadn't been there but about a week and it was right before market street 
And so um, we'd gotten involved several days, and then on Market Street, they were going to hand out flyers, you know, trying to get people to come, you know, mm. train MMA, and, you know, come check it out, jiu-jitsu and all this and that. And then I think it was the next week, I don't remember if Jake had gotten a flyer or if he had just seen it at Market Street or something, but he came in for his class. And um, it was him and uh, I think it was Canyon. And uh, so it was about a week after I started, and that's when I first met Jake. And of course, he kept up with it. Um, I did a little bit here and there, trained, and I'd take some breaks. Had a kid or two, um, had some life, you know, choices hit me the wrong way, this and that. And then I'd come back, and this and that. But we always stayed friends. And then um, I seen him again when they were over off of Highway 45. Um, let me back up. We trained there, and then we went to police academy and trained a little bit, and then. I kind of took a break, and then they trained at another place at the game time place before the first spot. Mm-hmm. Then they moved from there to a different spot, and I started getting back into it. I seen Kevin Fitzpatrick. It, uh... The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly, but then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Vacation starts with VA. One thing you'll love about your trip to Virginia is that you'll never have to settle for one thing. All that you love is all in one trip. Start yours at virginia.org. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger. For the ones who get it done. Um, Shout out, bub. Yep. Okay. He's a good dude. I seen him at Lee Park, and he was like, man, we're still doing it. Why don't you come back? So I went back and got back involved in it. And um, did the same thing, trained for a while, and then kind of took a break here and there. And then I got back involved again when Jake had uh, moved from over to 45 to his own spot over off of uh, Conway. Or McCrary, I'm sorry. And uh, so then I started training pretty good in um, – he asked me if I wanted to take a fight. I started losing weight, you know, so I did. So um, I fought for him a couple of times. And what was that mindset like? Did you ever think that that would happen? I, did, you know, I always wanted to. Um, I told myself before I turned thirty, I'd like to try it out. I didn't know if I had the skill set for it or the athleticism for it. Was you a fighter like, like growing up? Was you like? No, I wasn't. Uh, before then, I'd been in one, maybe two street fights in my life. Um, yeah. Of course, and my brother's not. Not honestly. comparing the two at all. No, uh, but we just we were always we were fans of it, and always yeah. you know, and um, so my brother and I, like I say, we started training. Um, but when I started losing weight, and I got down, and Jake asked me if I wanted to fight, I was like, "Yeah, I'll take a fight," you know. So I tried it. Um, I eventually fought twice for him, and um, moved locations with him, and just kept training. And man, we just been friends since. Yeah. Um, how did he approach you about the Man Up podcast? I don't remember how he specifically approached me, but I remember he was saying that he had um, he was wanting to get into podcasting. I think he had had Alan Belcher on one time. Mm-hmm. And then um, he'd asked me if I wanted to come on or if I wanted to do it with him. And um, I was like, yeah, I'll do it, you know. And so I told my wife, I was like, look, you know, Jake's 
starting a podcast. Um, he's wanting to know if I, you know, do it with him. So you know, there's gonna be times when I have to help out. You know, this and that. And so we started doing it. Sometimes it'd be a Friday night. Sometimes it'd be Saturday morning, Saturday afternoon, or Some Sunday. Early days, dude. Well, we yeah. And so we were just doing it in the office, and uh, man, we're drinking eighteen hundred all the time. We're hoping to get a big old. I remember those. I, the first episode I was on, that's all yeah. we were on. And um, man, I just. Just fell into place and then uh tyler came on sh- soon after that not too far after that and we'd sit there and just cut up in the in the in the office in there and uh go in the man it we had this thing where i don't know where I, <laughs> he always kept saying we had this vision this and that you know it'd be cool if we had this it'd be cool if we had that and i said we'll get there one day mm. and uh before you know it we had a tv and we'd say you know we'd talk about things i said we'll get there one day and now look at us man we got Four high grade mics. We got Mo with a full complete sound system and all that, and it's balling, dude. And it's happened quick. Um, it seems like it has, but it's one of my favorite things about here. And I, I'm so happy that like Jake and all y'all brought me on like full time to be on. Yep. Jake is him and Tyler are two of the coolest dudes, man. Jake and like I said, I've known Jake don't a long leave time. Don't yourself now. out there, man. Come on. <laughs> Um, but I, I enjoy it with them guys. I and love I know it. Lauren and some of the people were going to listen to this episode. And it's like finally hearing Wes. You know, <laughs> yeah. that's the joke, right? Yeah. Um, finally. I, well, of course, you and I have been talking about this for a while. We just haven't been able to link up, man. It, um, that's the thing about getting old too is your schedule. Your schedule can be free one day, and you're like, man, I have time to do this. I have time to do this. I have time to do this. So you schedule something, and then life's not. <laughs> no, nah, fella. Yeah, it's not going to happen like <laughs> it, that. It's not going to happen like that, so you need to be jam-ass packed for the next yeah. couple weeks. So, yeah, for all y'all listening, we, we've tried to link up on this for a little while. Um, Facts. Yeah. but um, <laughs> Even with the guitar lessons. Yeah, and it, it finally happened. But um, So, yeah, he he, um, he approached me and asked me to come on and, and do it, and I was, like, I was like, fuck, yeah. We was already close friends, you know, so I was like, I'm doing it. I highly recommend it to y'all too. Like I, I was a little gun shy. I'm getting a little more privy on like sharing it on some of my socials. It's because I don't do a whole lot of politics and like things like what Man Up does. Just because I I don't really want to polarize people. Mm-hmm. But most people that have seen like the the parts that I've shared, these are people from like New York City, are from like. Seattle or yeah, you know San Francisco or LA, and they was like, "Y'all are Southerners with opinions," and I love it. And well, I was look, like, "Thank you." That's like I was telling Jake a while back. I have a um, a buddy of mine that I was in the Marine Corps with, and uh, he lives in. Man, I, I'm not even going to try to butcher the name of the town, but it's somewhere in Pennsylvania. And he texts me a while back, and he's like, "Man, is this you?" And I was like, "Yeah, that's me." And he's like, "You just came across my YouTube feed." Yeah, and I was like, "Dope." I was like, dude, we're getting out there. So. Same, dude. Yeah, that's like in Pennsylvania. Like people you know? that I was kicking it with in Mobile. It's like they. Yeah. I shared with some of the the messages in our group chat. It's like my friends from Mobile are seeing our things now. Yeah, it's like I'm not even on TikTok, so there's no way I would send it to yeah. them. And uh, I mean, it, it's crazy seeing that whole progression. And it's pretty badass, isn't it? It's it's it's, <laughs> it's insane. Yeah. Like, uh, we got these Irish guys that make these reels and all this production stuff oh, I know for it. us. Wild, it's yeah. like, wow, dude. <laughs> yeah. Those, man, a lot of times I'll get on um, YouTube while I'm just chilling in the shorts. They'll just come up, and I'm like, man, this is a kick-ass short, and I'll check it, and it'll be like, one will be 3.7K views, and the other one will be like 1.7 million views. Yeah. I'm like, what? And then the other one will be, 
so and so you know it's just it's so sporadic but they're they're out there gaining traction and my wife just today before i came here was sitting on the couch and um i don't have a tiktok do you have tiktok no i don't i'm not i don't have it either but she has uh, she may not have tiktok or it may have been on snapchat hell i don't know but an ad came through and she she said damn this is like the fourth one i've come through and it was jake i was like hell yeah that's what i'm talking about the ads are coming through you know so Mm -hmm. that's good shit i I just wanted to plug that of not only for jake or man up but i mean we're we're both heavily affiliated with that we're part of the show and i'm very happy to be on that some like i consider that to be like what i used to do go play golf with the boys on sunday Mm -hmm. or disc golf or whatever you know whatever right yeah just to be with the boys is that is my retreat to where I can just be with the boys, and now like we're really getting in some wild shit. To where like I like it. we're doing ice baths before the show, or you wild, know. right? <laughs> and you know what's pretty badass is that that when we there was a couple times. I remember several several months back, maybe been a year or so ago. It was just me and Jake on there, and we did like a uh, ask us anything type thing. That was a great episode. Well, not this most recent one, the the one before that. Oh. but it was like there was like two or three people in the chat. But mm-hmm. now we've got so many people in the chat, we can't even keep up with damn what's going on. And that's that's pretty dope. I think that's pretty cool. That's that's one thing that I think I'm gonna do. I think I'm gonna just pull the chat up on my phone. That way I don't have to look over there at the screen. I can just like yeah. kinda look down and if anyone is directing at me yeah. directly, I if it happens I can address it. Like th- there's gotta be a better way. Like we all don't need to be dickheads looking at the TV. Dude, I get rubberneck like a motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> I'll start looking over here and I'll have to catch myself and be like, damn, Jake's finna scald the shit out of us. Yeah. You know, now I'll catch myself looking over again, trying to read something. And then I catch myself trying to read it fast, like a, a shorthand style, but I'm not pretty good at that. Mm-hmm. So I'll just try to catch words. And the next thing I know, I'm like, man, I don't even know what that person said on there. And then Especially after they get to roasting. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and I love our, I love that audience. Dude, that shit tickles the hell out of me when they start roasting like that. And it's always like directed at me or Tyler. Man. Like, no, what that may not be on the live chat, but there's been some on the um, on the shorts and some of the other videos and on Instagram and stuff where they'll clown on me. Like, uh, they, I think Jake was saying one a while, while back, guy was clowning on my earrings, but I mean, I don't care. Shit, That's why had, we do it? Dude, I've had these things since I'm <coughs> eleven years old. You know? Yeah, like, that was one thing. Is like, uh, it, it's so funny that y'all talk about being a man while drinking Mike's hard lemonade. It's I, like, don't you know that's part of the game, dude? I told Tyler and Jake next time I'm gonna bring a straw. I'm gonna drink my. <laughs> we should get silly straws. Yeah, and drink our and drink about our straws. How badass would that be? Yeah, and sitting there and, and just sip our damn Mike's hard lemonade out of straws. That's so funny. That's a great bit, dude. I'm telling you, we're, I, and it works because they yeah. they get so worked up over but it. It's like uh the any recognition is good recognition, dude. The neg- the people that would be like you bunch of pansies and all that. Hey. Yeah. Bring it, fella. You're bringing I mean, us comments. That's that's one thing about it. And like, the only thing I won't do is a dick straw. Mm, yeah, but I'll <laughs> but I'll do a silly straw. Yeah, I'll do silly straw. <laughs> yeah, like you can wrap it around my sunglasses and all that. Yeah, but I ain't gonna suck my dick. But I mean, drinking a uh, Mike's hard lemonade out of a straw. How would that go? Yeah, uh, yeah. Let's go get some. That's gonna get them riled think, up. I think so. Rainbow colored too. Ooh, we should. Let's do it. I'm down. That should be Sunday. I'm bringing them. I mean, it's already in the. It's written in stone. Oh, <laughs> hell yeah, dude! Oh, dude, what what else is good? Oh, 
just just slightly just here in the country I'm I'm seeing like a decline like and we're wrapping up we're in the, in the final minutes but free free run in some states some cities to where you can still up to $999 worth of things mm. uh, we got a, a fentanyl like I see these street videos of like big cities that used to be like the heartland of America the world there's just they look like they're zombies yep uh, even I hear stories of people just trying to take their kids to a McDonald's and there's someone just shooting up just outside the window it's dang that's I remember I remember when I were going to these foreign countries late teenage years early 20s and my grandmother and mother freaking out be like oh my god I, I can't believe you're going there please be careful and it's like it's more dangerous here. You've got the, exactly. You got the same stuff here. It's worse. Yep. I mean, as far as uh, you know, drugs. I mean, that's that's just not. I mean, that's everywhere. It don't mm-hmm. matter where in the hell you go. You go go to a third world country, second, first world country. You gonna have whether it be um, <clears throat> what's that stuff they do in Africa? Cot. Mm-hmm. Or cocaine from South America, mm-hmm. or fentanyl, and all that. You're gonna have it everywhere. You're gonna have the homelessness everywhere. So I'm like you. Like when you go to, people think you're going to these harsh countries. Man, that shit's front door. We have it here. Yeah, I remember when I moved down to Mobile, and I would serve uh, doing, you know, just ministry work in Pritchard, um, which used to be a nice place. Mm-hmm. Uh, I actually had kinfolk who used to live in Pritchard who. I mean, some people would call it white flight. Toward they had to, they had to leave because they could no longer live there. It got so bad, they had to leave. Damn. And uh, the ministry that I served at, uh, they started a church out of an old crack house. And there were times when it was an after-school special to where we would help the kids with the homework, play football, basketball with them after school, after-school program, right? Mm-hmm. Help the kids feel like, yeah, you're loved. You can succeed. And the best thing that you can do is get the hell out of here, right? Mm -hmm. And there were a lot of times when you would show up the next day and somebody was missing. Mm. Oh, what happened to Mm -hmm. so-and-so? He got shot and killed last night. Damn. Or you would be out there playing basketball and you hear gunshots. Kids... Inside, yeah, inside, and so like I'm very familiar with working in those areas, and I'm, I'm not done doing that kind of ministry. I'm not right. done working in those areas. Like, I don't mind living in those areas, and being with that because like we're, that's where transformation has to happen. Uh, but the, my one concern, like default, look at the reason why. I think fatherless homes. Oh, yeah, of course. And I think it starts on a local or even state level is we should legislate and promote people staying together and building families, giving tax write-offs more than what we do right now for people being together and having a nuclear family. Mm -hmm. But we we 
incentivize this behavior. Yeah, I I think a, a nuclear family should definitely be um, promoted because there's things that um, <clears throat> there's discipline that can be given by anybody. I mean, you learn that throughout life, whether it be a high school coach, uh, male or female, or a uh, um, you know, like for my going to the military, you get discipline instilled. Mm-hmm. But a father's discipline is different. Um, <laughs> does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. Th- don't nothing tear me down harder than if I was to get a phone call from my dad, or if my dad was to approach me after a game and be yeah. like, "You played like shit." Yeah. I don't care. I don't care what my girl said. But if your co- even a coach told you, "Hey man, you played like shit today." Yeah, you know it don't mean near as much as right. my dad being like, "You yeah. you you played like dog shit." Right. <laughs> yeah, I get it. That that hurts. Yeah, I uh, I definitely think that should be um, <clears throat> pushed. Um. Yeah. Yeah, I, what else you got to say? Yeah. But like, uh, also, like, I want, I want more things for the guys, and like, we're getting to a point. I think it is with podcasts, and I think Joe Rogan does hold the helm for it. The helmet, whatever you want to say, is uh, giving more things for the dudes and promoting dude behavior. Mm-hmm. Let me ask you this: Speaking of Joe Rogan. <clears throat> You know, have you have you seen much lately? You know, of course, you know he had RFK on there. Oh yeah, um, and then he also challenged an opposing doctor that mm-hmm. was credited, and and people were hotels, and people were accusing Joe Rogan of bullying for that. Oh yeah, which isn't the same bullying that you and I grew up with. I, I think a bullying is shoving your head in a toilet. And then send you know a couple of kids in the in the in the hallway you know shoving your head in the toilet and saying hey get back to class you loser give me a lunch man the, the bullying that uh, do you do you he, feel he, that was bullying bullying by calling that guy out and, and offering to give a, a charity to his I mean uh, um, absolutely not I don't think so either uh, what that says to me is you don't hold any position and so that you cannot defend your position and so the easiest out. Is for me to, oh, I'm so attacked. Oh, I can't possibly do this. It's like there is nothing easier. You are a, you you give advice to the CDC. Yeah. Like, he moved from California to Baylor to study viruses mm-hmm. at Baylor, and so he's top of his field in this supposedly, and you can't debate. Debate, you don't have a position, and you feel like a comedian or someone who used to host Fear Factor, mm-hmm. someone who commentates on UFC, is attacking you. But then that goes and you call that bullying. Like the dude offered to give you a hundred thousand to your favorite charity, and went on top of that to say if you're not comfortable, send someone who is willing yeah. to debate to defend yeah. your position. I, I was it don't get no easier than that. No, and I'm the same. I, I, where people were calling that bullying, I'm like, dude, that y'all, y'all don't uh, understand bullying, man. That's that, not that, bullying. That dude's being a bitch. Dude's offering to give you money to a charity of your choice. All you got to do is just come on here and debate. If you lose a debate, so damn what? You've lost a fucking debate. Go back and rethink your strategies on stuff. But that's not bullying. Well, man. that's opening something up, and that is one thing I'll say about maybe 
uh, the country as a whole right now, there is a left and right paradigm. Uh, Joe Rogan is not someone on the right. They painted him on the right during COVID because his doctor uh, said that he didn't need to take the shots. He had tased. And, and yeah. when he got it, he was prescribed ivermectin mm-hmm. and hydroxychloroquine mm-hmm. and other medicines that you and I probably couldn't afford. Right. But he can. And that worked for him. Also, Tim Pool, same thing. Uh, Tim Pool and all his people at the cast castle was hit with COVID. They all got the same Joe Rogan treatment. They're all still alive, and none of them are vaccinated mm-hmm. for COVID. That's where all that started. You had Jen Psaki, who was placed by Corinne Jean-Pierre, mm-hmm. uh, who was calling for Spotify to cancel Joe Rogan. We do not cancel speech. We do not cancel thoughts because we it doesn't align, align with the narrative. Right. We don't do that. Right. Now, I'm, one of, I'm 100% for free speech. I like an opposite dialogue. Matter of fact, I've had people who believe in flat earth on my podcast and not to debate them. I brought them on my show in good faith. Mm-hmm. I will bring someone on if they believe in werewolves. I don't care. In good faith. Mm-hmm. Same as Joe Rogan. Same as anybody that is reasonable. Now, your position may be disproved. It probably will be because I don't think werewolves is a thing. Yeah. But like for someone who is an expert in your field, such as Dr. Hotez, to say bullying? No, that ain't bullying. That's mm-hmm. you being a pussy. That's- <laughs> and I, I don't I, and I don't think that uh I don't think your position can be held and if someone such as Robert Kennedy Jr. can destroy it or if Joe Rogan can destroy it and they're not biologists or mm-hmm. whatever else. You must not have much confidence in your your field to begin with. Matter of fact, I don't think I ever saw Dr. Fauci or anyone kind of debate. Yeah. I just kind of saw them just say that they're kind of, they are the science. Yeah. They are the truth and the way and the light. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of suspicious to me how people would just kind of get behind that and buy candles and effigies of these figures and, yeah, kind of says a lot about humanity. Uh, I hope he uh, takes him up on that discourse, and I'm sure he will be. Dis- I hope he does. I'd like to hear it. I'd like to hear how it goes. I can't wait because it's clips like that. Because I'm like most Joe Rogan episodes is like his 2000s when they dressed up like furries. Yeah, that's interesting. I'll probably watch that because it's funny. Yeah, that's good. And then 1999 is with Robert Kennedy Jr. Which, by the way, um, nothing against Robert Kennedy Jr., but um, it literally hurts me to listen and talk. Well, it does me, too. Like, I had seen something a while back talking about his voice, and then I started the podcast, and um, I listened to him. I was like, damn, what is wrong with this dude? Because yeah. physically looking at him, he look, he does Fit. Yeah, he's fit. He doesn't. He looks... He, he's, he's, uh, he ate too much P-U-S-S-Y. <laughs> you it's, said that, that, Ken, it's that Kennedy effect. 
Okay, that's a joke. He done done worked them muscles to the bone. (laughs) Man, golly. I get it. Uh, uh, But I I didn't understand. So I looked it up and see what was wrong with him. But then once I knew it was wrong with him and the dude, and I watched, once I watched him speak, and I could see his facial structure and all that was still fit and all that and everything, it's just his voice is messed Mm -hmm. up. I was able to go back and listen to it differently for some reason. Um, But I'm about halfway through it. Yeah. And he's hard. Yeah. And that, that's another thing about Robert he, he knows what he's, He knows about his job field. I know that much yeah. from what he's talking about. But. And I like hearing him talk about the CIA mm. and his uncle. Mm-hmm. And everything that he brings up, whether he's wrong or right, prove it wrong. Right. That's how someone else comes to the table. Like, mm-hmm. he's made these statements. Why are we not so bold? And what's what's more crazy? is I don't think the DNC, when it comes next year, when it comes time for the DNC primaries, and then the GOP are having their primaries, they have their problems too. You have Trump, who's probably going to be indicted for, if not in Florida, not in Georgia, not in New York. Um, Trump, what's going to happen with him? Is it Ron DeSantis? Is it Vivek Ramaswamy? I think that the Republican Party has a deeper bench mm-hmm. of people who are better. And then you look at the Democratic side, and it's like Joe Biden, he can't walk upstairs. He can't ride a bike. He can't form <laughs> a complete sentence. But you can tell when the dude walks, the hand structure and everything. The dude is, all he has to concentrate on is walking. Hmm. Just get there. That's all he's got Just in get him. there. Just get to the podium. That's all he's got in him. God, rest the queen. Man, she's been gone for a minute now, dude. Ooh, might want to move on from that one. <laughs> yes, it's a whole lot of things. And, dude, I like, uh, I want to respect the office. I don't like, it almost is like lowbrow. Like, when Trump was in office, it was easy to make fun of him because it was funny. And he's so funny, but Joe Biden is like, it's kind of pathetic. You used to be able to make fun, going back to comedy again, if you were open to it, which you should be, it's comedy. Go into it, you know. You can make fun of all Saturday, Saturday night, not not little Saturday Night Live. That's made top fun of notch for years. Has made fun of uh, presidents. Yeah, but you can't do it, Joe Biden, because he's got issues. Sableism. Yeah. And y'all want to put him back up for four? <laughs> no, dude. Get out of here with that. That's what I'm saying. Like Robert Kennedy Jr. And I guarantee you, like they'll write that off. There is no way that that will be. In the debate, like they got Biden, garbage, Harris, VP, trash, garbage, <laughs> Gavin Newsom, governor of California, trash, handsome, garbage. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's all he's got going for him. And that Hakeem Jeffries, oh, yeah, that might be the number four. Uh, and then they said. Maybe Michelle Obama, maybe Oprah. Oprah? Maybe. Oh, shit. That'd probably do well. And you then, think? like, then you look at, like, the Republican side, they're stacked. Oh, there's like 15 of them. That are dope. Yeah. Like, that can uh, have cognitive thoughts yeah. and express ideas. Yeah. You have, uh, and I'm not the biggest fan of Donald Trump. Like, I think he's funny. Uh, Donald Trump, Ron DeSantis, Tim Scott, uh, Nikki Haley, Nikki Haley, Ramaswamy, Vivek. 
I really like Vivek Ramaswamy. Yeah, there, I mean, there's like if, 15, if there, I vote, there literally is like 15 of them. If I voted, and I'll, I'll say this is like, I don't vote. Uh, I don't. I don't fuck with the shit. Uh, like I guess I'm an anarchist. It's like I'm not. I'm not you know, giving in to that shit. My wife's the same way. I think she's voted once ever, maybe twice. So like I I, I will diss both parties, and you don't have to worry about me because I'm not voting one way or the other because I'm not gonna do it at all. But I like listening to them. Mm-hmm. And I, Vivek Ramaswamy, I would love to see him debate Donald Trump. Because I think Vivek would yeah. destroy Donald Trump. Yeah. That's the thing with the, deba- the debates, too, man. Like, I wish it was more of a, like a, a, a broad platform. Like, just all the folks. Mm-hmm. Just that would be all dope, dude. I don't give a shit if it lasts six damn hours. I want to hear what you folks got to say. Make that American Idol. Yeah. For sure, you know. That would be sick. Throw me one of them bad boys. There you go, bub. Uh, I'll get one out in a minute. I got you. I'll get you right now. Carry that on. All right. Well, uh... <laughs> uh-oh. What, uh... Anyway, like like I was saying, I'd like, um... If you could have all of them in one giant room... Which, like I'm saying, there's like 15 of them, dude. Yeah. If you would give all really of... I really like that. I think... If you give all of them a chance to speak, because they're going to cut some of them out, no doubt. They're going to start shaving them off, just like fat. Look at look how Donald Trump destroyed like the Republican people. I mean, it started with Marco Rubio, yeah. and then what? What did he say about uh, Ted Cruz? Lion Ted. Lion Ted. And yeah. then Jeb Bush. Eat. Please clap. Yeah. D- destroyed the entire GOP. And then the GOP was like, well, that really ain't the guy that we wanted, but that's what y'all wanted. Yep. And then you look at the Democratic side of things. You know who I really wanted? Who I would have voted for if I voted? Tulsi Gabbard. For sure. In which she's withdrawn her uh, Democratic uh, affiliation with. Mm-hmm. But I like the way she speaks. I like, I like she a She destroyed lot. Kamala. Dude, I like a lot of her uh, policies. And she's good looking. She's too. St- and she's still a reserve. Like she still yeah. serves. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. I like Tulsi Gabbard. She's, she's been on Joe Rogan several times. She's been on a lot of my favorite podcasts yeah. several times. Out. She's in. That's one thing too. Like talking about going back to debates. I, I don't. I don't like the fact that it when they have these these widely televised debates that it's red and blue. Man, I think you should pull all the candidates. Get here. Dave Smith, the Libertarian. I don't. Yeah, if they're Libertarian, Terry Green Johnson, Party, whomever, Brown Party. I don't care if they're Chicken Fillet Party. What? Bring them in, and and stop putting R and D on the ballot. Yeah, Just, exactly, dude. That's like, what I get, if you go to the ballot box and you don't know, maybe you shouldn't fucking vote. Yeah, you know. Yeah, but I feel like you should give everybody uh, a Equal debate chance. chance. Yeah, I'm the same way. Never happened, but that's. I like the reality yeah. that we live in. Yeah, no, it's not, it ain't gonna happen. Yeah, yeah, that, that'll never do. Uh, oh man, let's uh, smooth topic to walk it out of the door is um, question one. What was your favorite band in high school? Oh, <sighs> man, in high school, um, <laughs> man, I was always. I was always into kind of rap and hard rock in high school. Hell yeah, dude. Um, but in high school, man, I, I really got into um, um, a rap artist, Play a Fly. 
So I, I've I like never heard of that. Play a fly from Memphis. He was a um, shout out, dude. I was a three six guy. Well, that's the thing. He was he was one of the original members of three six, if I'm not mistaken. And they mm-hmm. had some falling outs. Um, he went on and and uh, became. I can't remember what he was what he was before play a fly, little fly maybe or fly something, but then he became play a fly. Um, but yeah, he's from Memphis. Man, he had some good stuff back then. But the older I've gotten, I'm in. A, I've always enjoyed hard rock and heavy metal. But you know, my latter years, I'm into the heavy stuff. But I still listen to rap here and there. That gets me into this. You familiar with Shug Knight? Oh, of course. Death Row. Yeah, yeah, Death Row. Uh, <laughs> He's in prison. Yeah, I. Uh, Did you see his latest Instagram post? Oh no, I didn't. He. AI'd himself with Donald Trump hair and said, free my N-word, mm-hmm. Trump. Dang. So, do you think that the the black community as a whole is really getting behind <laughs> Donald Trump well, for all these charges? Because, like, he, he pardoned code up. Black. Not only that, but wasn't Lil Wayne? He pardoned. Outs- he was outspoken about Trump and all that. A lot, a lot of the black community and yeah. a lot of famous rappers like Suge Knight. That kind of blew me away when I saw that Instagram post. Cause I'm, I'm into that, dude. Yeah, I, I love black culture. Yeah, I, uh, I hadn't seen that, um, but I feel. I mean, you've got a lot of the folks that are, bit, like, you familiar with the Hodge twins? Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, and so I mean, it's not that he doesn't have the following behind him. He's got... They ignore him. Well, yeah. Or they suppress it. Yeah, a lot of them do. Mm-hmm. What do you think about that? Is it cool? That he's calling... Oh, this one? Yeah. It's a pillow. What is that? This it's the yellow hammer. That one's good. This one was okay. The... Um, T-minus. T-minus. Yeah, that's lackluster to me. It was all right. That Holy Roller was good. The T-minus was okay. This Springfield parallel is actually pretty good. Yes. Yeah, that's a banger. Yeah. What about you? What was your favorite band in high school? Dude, I can rock and roll on this. I had a uh, system of a down. Yeah. All right. See, let me go back. Let me go. Let me. <coughs> I was digging play a fly. I was big into rap. But um, when I was in high school and was coming out, um, you remember Live and oh, Bush? Oh, fuck yeah. Placenta fell on yeah. the floor. Bush and Live were big when I was coming out. So I, I dig them a lot. Um when I was when I was coming out of high school, let's see. Uh, damn, you taking me back to some younger days, dude. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that's what it's about, dude. Let's linger. And I don't want to uh, come back down from this cloud. That's Bush. Yeah, that was a good song. Uh, Machine Head, live, baby. Did you? You seen them live? It was it was later, and it probably wasn't as good as it should have been. But yeah, I did see it. Nice. It's like, I mean, how do you feel about seeing like? older bands live after you feel like they should have been retired that's how I feel about people who go see uh, like when they're saying like oh Kansas is going to be in Tuscaloosa or Chicago is going to be in who gives a fuck (laughs) yeah Yeah, like them and them dudes were famous 45 years ago I remember when James Taylor came to Tupelo (laughs) and so many of my friends like went and they were disappointed and I was like it's like a fucking dinosaur what did you expect Yeah, it's like it didn't hold up for an hour and a half. Would you at eighty? Yeah, I don't get it. I wouldn't go see it. Um, (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah, I don't get the old bands trying to tour like that still. Like, just hang it up, man. Just yeah. get it, you know. Play your stuff. Yeah, Put dude. a new album out, but you ain't got to yeah. try to rock the socks wow, off it. Fun, dude. Uh, dude, I like System of a Down. We were uh, taking back some. This is, I remember piling up uh, in my brother's bedroom after in after high school. Like, our house was the hang. And so we would pile up in my brother's bedroom and turn MTV on and watch MTV. And that was back when, like, Under Oath, Taking Back Sunday. Oh, yeah. And all those guys. And then after that, it was, like, Wild Boys. Mm-hmm. and That's when they had the Headbangers Ball come on and all Yeah, that. yeah. And then you would wake up in the morning before you went to school. Yeah. And you would see, like, and those are the bands that I think about, you know, back during those times. I mean, it was... Probably like I don't know, like some forty one and the Blink One Eighty Two and oh, yeah. Aiden and I mean there, there was so so much to do, uh, and you try to listen to it today and a little nostalgia kicks in, but it really doesn't. Yeah. It doesn't hold up. Speaking of Blink One Eighty Two, this may be we'll have to hold this one off for our next time we have this, but um, their lead singer uh, Tom DeLonge in UFOs and stuff. Oh, he's always heavy he's, in that. I'm intrigued by that stuff. And we'll have to get into that next time we talk. Because I know we try and bring it up on the Man Up podcast. <laughs> uh, Tyler ain't big on it. He's not big on he it. He ain't shit. He's not big on it. <laughs> you know, Tom Ballone's other band after he left Blink and Weir 2 was called Angels and Airwaves. That was his band? Mm-hmm. Really? I didn't, I've heard of that band. I didn't know it was his. Uh, one good song in my opinion, but it was all about that when he went out on the deep end and got weird. And I, I do appreciate the work because it's weird, but it's good weird. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. So I, I do, I'll put some respect on that. I'm always down to talk about aliens and UFOs, dude. That's a, that's another two hours. Yeah, dude. I, we're sitting here. I need to wrap this one up. Oh, you know what? Just put a pin in it right there. This has been uh, West Donham. And what started as a guitar lesson became a podcast. And now maybe we'll start playing some guitar. So, everybody, you have a good time. Wes, thank you so much. Man, I appreciate it, dude. I enjoyed it. I really did. We're out of here. Peace out. Peace. How about that? She's on my mind No, it ain't the place It's the state of mind And she'll be walking out of my life here soon I don't know what I should do what I Come on, baby, you're
And I missed you once Don't wanna do it again Come on, Georgia You on my mind Telling you now that girl's electricity lights up my world, Lord, she's in my veins. So it won't be long, it'll be growing dark. Have to find a way to carry on. Come on and carry on well, Baby, you'll stay with me Oh, let's just be And I missed you once I don't wanna do it again Come on Georgia You on my mind You with me all the time now I say you on my mind time inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.